Hello and welcome to the School of ICT Conversation Bites podcast. I'm Tessa. Join me for conversations about the personal stories, current research and career advice from the talented people in our ICT community. Today's conversation is with Dr. Sven Van Emmer, Senior Lecturer of Networking with a passion for learning and teaching in Griffiths School of ICT. It's a good one to start off with. How long have you been at Griffith and what brought you here? Okay, it's a very good question. I have to cast my mind back a little bit. So I've been here in one form or another since 1990. There was a program here called Informatics, an undergraduate program, which I did. And it had a strong focus on computer science, logic, knowledge representation, AI, those kinds of things. Um, Very technical and also some information systems. So I think when I completed that program, I had three majors. I think I had to work to make that happen, to get three. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it gives you a really broad range. And that's one of the things I really liked, actually, about that program. It, it did have the computer science focus, and ours has a bit of that at the moment, but it has a broad range of things that you can do. So if you're interested in this thing, like international systems, you can do that. Yeah. There's some really interesting stuff there. If you're interested in AI, there's some really interesting stuff there. So that was really partly why I chose that type of program. There are other programs I could have taken, I guess, but that, that one spoke to me. And the other thing was, at the time, we had a strong focus on industry employment and those kinds of things. So we had a third-year project, which had a similar thing at the moment. We had a second-year project, and there were things around that, you know, so, which was, to me, a selling point at the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So you could have a lot of opportunities and different directions you could go with that, mm-hmm. that one degree. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. So that's your study mm-hmm. that you did that. What's your research background since then? Okay, so since then, I, what I what I started out doing was I, I started in theoretical uh, computer science. So I did uh, algorithm analysis and design, theoretical mostly, and parallel computing. And I did a lot of work on shortest path type algorithms, graph theory, optimization problems. I don't do a lot of that now, but it was it's really interesting stuff. And actually... There's been a bit of a resurgence in that type of thing mm. since then, particularly like at the time it was theoretical. So these days you have things like, you know, your mobile phone that has the navigation app. Yeah. It's going to do a lot of those calculations. Oh, right. right? Yeah. So, so there's a practical application, but it was a little early yeah. at that time. And obviously the, the algorithms are quite different, but those the problem is similar. Yeah. Right? So, so I really enjoyed that stuff, but... Uh, what I found over the time was that I, it's calculation work. It's really interesting, but mm. it's very isolated. Okay, You do right. things in your head, which is great, you know, like, yeah. but I tend to find that I like people. Yeah. I like to, you know, <laughs> communicate more. And so I moved away from that type of research. And that's, it was a big challenge actually at the time. Um, but I really enjoy teaching. Yeah. And so the more I'm teaching, the more I found actually I really enjoy this part. I can see that, you know, there's lots of things we can do to make this better. Yeah. And so there's things I can do to try and improve how we go. And that's another form of research. And, yeah. Know, so it's, and it's really rewarding too. Right. So at the moment, how much research versus teaching are you doing? I do mostly teaching. Um, I do, at the moment, I'm doing scholarships. So I'm doing my research in learning and teaching. So I'm trying to do things so that we, we have some, say, a course, we'll do you know, some activities. And then we'll see how we can make that better. And then maybe there are some publications around that type of activity. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, it, again, it's, it's a different kind. Um, it took quite a bit of time to transition yeah. into that. The skill sets are very different. Yeah, okay. Are you still able to use a bit of that prior research you've done? Absolutely, and yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's still, like I said, it's still current in the sense that those problems, they don't go away. Yeah. So I use that kind of idea to inform some of the teaching that I do as well. So if we're talking about some of those things, I can draw on a bit of that to yeah. technical. Yeah, that's cool. So how would you describe what you do now to someone you've just met? I guess I'll, I'll take a step back from that. And I'll say like what I see that we do, not just me, I guess, but we try to make the world a better place. So yeah. that's the overarching idea. Yeah. And the way we do it is um, we, we give or people the opportunity to develop their own skills. We happen to do it in IT, so technical skills. And so in day-to-day -day, you know, experiences, we're basically supporting people to do certain activities that will help them build those skills. Depending on the class, depending on the particular discipline area, we might do very different things. So for example, if I'm teaching networking, we might be in a networking lab. Yeah. And the activities that we do in there We'll be working on physical networking devices, cabling things, typing commands, yep. mostly troubleshooting. Why doesn't it work? <laughs> it's a lot right? of troubleshooting. Yeah. And so, yep. you know, th those are real world experiences. This is yep. what you would be doing you know, in industry. And so that's a little bit different from, let's say I'm teaching a foundational course that, that teaches you about, you know, how does a computer work? Mm -hmm. The activities that we do will be quite different. The experiences will be quite different. They're both really useful, but it's in different yeah. ways. So it's very difficult to say specifically <laughs> on a day-to-day -day thing because this is one of the really nice things as well about academic-type environment that it, there's a lot of variance yeah. in what you do from day-to-day. -day. Yeah, that's, that's nice to be able to mix it up a bit. It sounds like you kind of get to do a lot of different things so you're not getting bored or getting stagnant with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you, know, you have a lot of um, opportunities, I guess, because especially in technology. Right. Mm. There's so many things happening. So, so much is changing. You, you have to keep up to date yeah. to start with. But then you can use those things to describe new experiences or new things that people are going to be experiencing in the workforce, for example, or even yeah. in their day-to-day -day life. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's nice in the sense that you can use current things yes. um, yeah, as yeah. examples. What do you do to keep up to date with industry and... A lot of reading, uh, speaking to people. Basically, I mean, that's probably what most IT academics do anyway. We have a lot of exposure to technology yeah. <laughs> and things coming in and <laughs> that reading. That makes sense. Yeah, so, so it's, it's not necessarily that difficult, but it's basically just keeping up to date with lots and lots of different things. So reading lots of things here, being connected yeah. to lots of different things. Probably as, as an advice for students in general, that would be something, try and get out there, connect with whatever group is you know, rele relevant to you and try and connect with groups, people, and get information coming to you as well yeah. as you know, finding information. I think that's a really effective way to do it. Yeah. It sounds like yeah, you can have a lot of fun with that as well to be seeing what's, what's on the forefront. And as an academic, you'd see a lot of those kind of more theoretical stuff coming up, which mm -hmm. is, that'd be really interesting. So what are you passionate about? There's a lot of things I'm passionate about. Okay. The main thing is really, look, the, the thing that drives me is I want people to succeed. Yeah. And so in what I'm doing, the way that shows up is that I can help people build up whatever it is that they need to, to do the thing that they want to do. It happens yeah. to be IT related. 
in this sort of area. Yeah. But the, the beauty of it is that you know, technology is changing a lot. The world is changing a lot. There's lots and lots of opportunities. It, it doesn't really matter what discipline you're in. You could, like education, you can find a way to make IT and education work. Yeah, you okay. Could, you could like medicine. You could like paleontology, rock climbing. It, it, yeah, <laughs> like that, right. Like it, it's, it's everywhere. So whatever your interest is, I think you can find a way to connect IT to it. And that means it's open to everyone. Yeah. Right? And so um, so the, the thing that I'm passionate about, I guess, is that, what do they call it, the um, democratization of IT or technology. Okay. It's accessible to everyone. Yeah. It's becoming cheaper, faster. You know, there's less and less barriers. Yeah. If you have an idea, uh, an idea maybe in the past it was really difficult to get the technical skills. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad now. Yeah. Right? So with a bit of work, you can bring those together and there's lots and lots of opportunities that's, yeah. that's really exciting what do you think is the biggest misconception people have about mm. i guess we're talking rather broadly here because you're very interested in i guess how it can hook into what people want to do so yeah what, what would you say is the biggest misconception about going into it mm. i think what i see a lot of i guess is that it's too difficult yeah. And it's a reasonable reaction. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's very complicated. <laughs> There's lots of things. But it's becoming a lot more accessible. People can do this stuff. It's, it's, it may take a little bit of time, a little bit of effort. But, you know, in the past, if you wanted to learn this stuff, you would have to find the right book. Yeah. You might have to order it from overseas. I'm thinking you know, 20, 30 years ago. Like the, the internet wasn't there the way it is now, right? So getting access to information was much more difficult. So now the information is there. It's a matter of getting it yeah. and then applying it in some way. And that's gotten a lot better. And so I think the biggest barrier is that people don't necessarily believe that they're the people who can do this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. It's very easy to see, I guess, the Facebooks and the Twitters and all that of the world and think, oh, they're so huge. I could never build something like that. Yeah. But I guess the, the building blocks of it are, are still come down to those kind of I don't want to say basics, but come back to something that is quite learnable. And they started somewhere too. Yeah. You know, like if you look at just the end product. That's <laughs> huge. It's huge, absolutely. <laughs> you probably are not going to build that, right? Yeah. But the basic communication platform, like a website that has posts on it, yeah, you can build that. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what did you say? Like if you're someone who's coming in to learn IT or to mm-hmm. learn um, programming, what do you think you need to come in with as skills and attitudes? Mm, that's a really good question. I think, the, to me, the biggest, the, the, the strongest quality is tenacity. Tenacity. You, you need, especially for programming, you will get errors. You type something in, it doesn't work. It's not clear why it doesn't work. <laughs> the error message is not very good or not very understandable. There's a process. You will be able to fix it. But you you have to keep going at it. And it might take you half a day to find out I forgot a semicolon. Right? <laughs> I have done that, Which, yes. <laughs> yeah, and so that's not an uncommon experience. And yeah. so if that's the case, you need to get over that hurdle. And as you do it, you'll get better and better at it. Like it's comes you won't make that mistake again. Yeah. <laughs> if you find yeah. a semicolon, you spend half a day on it. If you didn't find it for, for half a day, you will keep that in mind and that will be yeah. something you go, actually, I have to be really careful about this particular thing. Yeah. And so, um, so that's just an example, I guess. But tenacity is really important, I think. And I think another thing is 
I guess just being open to trying things, mm-hmm. experiment. You know, like you might not get the right result the first time. Yeah, it's, I guess it's related to tenacity, but keep trying. You know, this one didn't quite work. Adjust it a bit. You know, try it again. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah, right. I guess Rome wasn't built in a day. You've got to. <laughs> that's right. I, I think that's another challenge that people have as well. That you know, like you said, you see the Facebook. Mm. This is a completed product. Yeah. It's not where where you're going to end up in the first little bit. Like you you yeah. build a little thing and you know and it'll iterate. Yeah. yeah. And how do you think that? So we're talking about you know that initial thing that you build is probably not going to be a complete product. It may not be the prettiest thing. How do you, I guess, present that to potential employers or to? Um, I guess prove that you're on the right track. Well, I guess there's there's a challenge there. It has to look okay to a certain degree. It has to meet certain standards, but it really depends what people are looking for. If you're building a proof of concept, you need to demonstrate yeah. that you've met the requirements for that concept. And if you can do that and it, it looks okay, yeah, then. Um, you've met that requirement. So I, I, I would say probably focus on not so much making it look good, which it's important to make it look reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but focus on what's actually important. Focus on the requirement. Mm-hmm. And if you meet that, that rest of it should be okay. The people should be able to see, yes, That's we're fair. looking for this thing. Yes, it yeah. does that. Okay. We can always clean it up. Right? Yeah. So employees aren't looking for, I guess, Facebook to be on your on your portfolio. No, I'm, I'm kind sure of they would be happy to see, <laughs> yeah. to see that. But, but you know, I think it also depends on the kind of role you're going for. You know, if yeah. you're going for a role where you're working with interfaces, yeah, probably the interface needs to look good. Yeah. If you're going for a back-end programming job, then probably that part needs to really shine. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Yeah, cool. What is a challenge that you have overcome in your career? Mm, I think I mentioned that earlier, actually, about moving from a theoretical research background to learning and teaching, more people-focused, people-oriented. That's a big shift. Yes. Um, Very different skill sets, but it's basically just, I I really enjoy it. So it's it's one of those things you gravitate towards what you like in some ways. And so um, I guess that's one thing. I tend to try and get across to people that if you like doing something, try and find a way to make it work for you in your working life. Yeah. Uh, particularly with IT, you can do that. You know, like you can marry IT with anything pretty much. So yeah. if there's something you're really passionate about, see if you can find a way to make something from that. Because if, if you're passionate about it, you know, you'll enjoy what you do every day. Yeah. Do you have any tips for anyone looking to make that kind of change and how to approach it? Um, well, I guess it really depends on what kind of thing. So I'm, I'm looking at it probably from the, the programming type perspective, building some kind of app or technology or something. Some really good things to do initially might be to have a look at some things like um, some of the open source community you know, programming type environments or the, the kind of activities and projects that people do. Mm-hmm. Have a look. Again, it's one of those things, I'm not sure if I can do that, right? It seems yeah. really difficult. There's different levels. You know, you can, you can start off gently. And even, you know, there's lots of stuff. I look at YouTube, you know. Yeah. There'll be videos on something, you know, writing a particular thing. Have a look at it, you know. Yeah. Some of it is pretty advanced, but some of it's not that advanced. So you can start. 
So I would recommend looking at lots of different ways to yeah. make that, that work. And depending on how you learn, YouTube might be great. Yeah. Maybe it's better just to do some programming projects, simple ones, and just try them out and see where you go. It really depends. Yeah. So just give it a go and see, see it, how yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. And hopefully if you enjoy it, it won't be too much of a slog to give it a go. That, that's the thing. And it, look, you know, if you enjoy it, this is it's a good sign, it. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't really enjoy it, well, you know, there are other people who you may be able to work with yeah. to build something if it's really something you, you know, you're serious about. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Who or what helped you the most in pursuing your career? Mm. Wow, that's a very good question. I think probably just people around me in general. You know, people are supportive. Uh, my, what I found mostly is that most people are pretty supportive. You know, like, yeah. you might not see it that way necessarily, like, but if you've got some passion, you're showing up and, you know, you're interested and excited, most people will say, oh, okay, yeah, I can give you a little bit of time. You've got a question, I can give you a bit of direction. You know, yeah. you might find a mentor and someone might say, actually, I, I like what you're doing. I'll give you a bit of a hand, show you some of the steps. Um, yeah. So I think that part has been really useful to have. Not necessarily mentors, but just people around. Yeah. yeah. Using your network and using your community. Yeah. 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 Just the people that you know. And, you know, sometimes you, that happens out of left field. You might just be talking to someone and you mention something and their ears just pick up and they're like, oh, wow. And, like, and yeah. That, that, so, um, yeah, networking is really important. Yeah. Networking for networking. Networking. Okay. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should say that the social networking. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's one of the most exciting projects that you've worked on? Mm. Oh, there's, there's a lot. And actually pretty much anything that I'm working on right now at any time is the most exciting. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they're all, they're all like, they're usually it's because they're, they're needs-based. So there's a need. And we have something that we want to resolve with some challenge or issue, right? So probably my favorite one that I've done, there's, there's been a few, but they're all usually based on feedback getting yeah. feedback from people. So, you know, making sure there's a channel for people to be able to communicate and say, this isn't working. Okay. And then yeah. taking that on board and then trying to find a solution, sort of a consultation with the person and then implementing something. It's like a cycle and then getting more feedback and then improving. Right. So that, yeah. and one of the, um, you know, the thing that I, I really like the most probably is we used to have, this is before online teaching, I guess. So we used to have, uh, lecture theatres and, you know, I'm teaching a class and I'm writing lots of things on the whiteboard and it's very difficult to capture that information mm -hmm. on the whiteboard, and yeah. especially, you know, a few years ago before we had all the, the technology that we have now. And so we could record audio, but you can't see the whiteboard. Yeah, right. So it's very yeah. difficult to map mentally, oh, I'm just talking about this thing that I'm drawing on this, you know, whiteboard that you can't see. So one of the things I ended up doing was um, based on feedback from students so that we tried to make find a way to make that work. And so I ended up using my laptop to record the screen and drawing on the screen. And this sounds really normal now, but 10, 15 years ago, that was yeah. not that straightforward. So, you know, that, that was just a really good example of people have a challenge. You try and find a way using technology yeah. <laughs> to solve that challenge and then there's a good outcome. Yeah. And it sounds like in that case, the fix wasn't necessarily that, I guess, 
difficult or groundbreaking or, or different as such is just that you use the technology in a different mm-hmm. way yeah. to yeah, achieve an outcome. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's really that, – that goes back to people who say, oh, I can't do this, this is too difficult, and it may not be, right? Not like, be. you're right, that, that's not – it's a pretty obvious solution, right? Yeah. But at the time, there were some barriers to doing that. Mm-hmm. And as I said now, like, yeah, that we just – we used to it, right? Yeah. Have this digital whiteboard that's just there and you can, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and I guess someone's got to do it, even if it is an obvious answer. Like, if no one does it, it doesn't, it doesn't actually happen. happen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's really cool. What's the number one takeaway for our listeners today? I think really it, the world's wide open. You can do these days pretty much anything, you know, that you're interested in, you know, in a way that you probably couldn't before and, you know, using technology with whatever you're interested in, you can make, well, first of all, difference probably, but also stuff that you're interested in. So yeah, I think that's a big, yeah, a big takeaway for yeah. anyone who's interested, you know, because it may not be that obvious. It, it looks difficult, you know, it looks like there's a lot of, you know, there's work involved in getting there, mm-hmm. but the outcome is, yeah, you can... Look around, you know, there's people making things that are amazing all over the place. Yeah, find your passion and tap into it. That's, it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sven, for having a chat with us. Mm-hmm. We, um, it's great to hear a little bit more about what you're up to and what our students can do to both study and get ready for their career. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the School of ICT Conversation Bites podcast. If you enjoyed this, please share it around and we'd love to get your feedback. Who should we interview next? Do you have any burning questions? Let us know through the link in the description.